If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. And today's episode is going to be the first of its kind. Today, I will be answering 10 of the most common questions I am asked on my Instagram, through emails, through coaching clients. If you guys follow me on Instagram, which hopefully you do, every Thursday I do a Q&A on my stories and very quickly start noticing the questions that get asked every single week. And some of these questions may not you know, be able to fill an entire podcast episode. And then some of these just might be little refreshers for you from past podcast episodes. So I will be tackling 10 commonly asked questions today, and I envision this becoming a series. So it's going to be more of like a rapid fire kind of format today. So let's hop right into it. So the first question, I feel like a lot of people follow me for the no contact rule. Either that's how a lot of people find me. That's 100% my most listened to episode of this podcast is the episode on the no contact rule. And one of the questions I'm asked a ton is how long am I supposed to do no contact for? And I think, you know, I think most of the time people ask this because they want some sort it feels really overwhelming to go into no contact so they want some sort of finish line that they can envision and the difficult thing here is i i don't like to put a time frame on it because it really depends on like how your healing journey is going if you're blasting through your healing journey and you you know, are doing really well and you're doing therapy or working with a coach like me or you're doing the course and all of those things, there's a chance that you, you know, don't have to focus on doing it as long. But the goal of no contact is to get to a place of, I call it indifference, 
basically you want to get to a point where you would hear from your ex and you would be like, okay, that's my ex's name on my phone. And it wouldn't cause this like huge emotional reaction in you. It wouldn't like bring up old feelings of abandonment or wanting to get back together with them. It's like you just see it, you're able to read it, and then you can make a decision like, do I want to respond to this or do I not want to respond to this? Basically, yeah, a a feeling of indifference and that takes different people different periods of time. So that's the goal of no contact. What I tell people though is to take it one day at a time because it can feel really overwhelming to feel like you're going to have to do it for for a long period of time. So just take it a day at a time. Today, I'm not going to contact my ex. Tomorrow, we'll see. But just keep repeating that day after day and all of a sudden it'll be a week, a month, and then again, it's not going to be something that you think about in the future. So the second most common question I get asked, and this one is kind of a, you know, there's a lot of variations of this, but basically they'll say like, is X normal? Is Y normal? Is Z normal? Is it normal for me to feel this? Is it normal for me to think about this? Is it normal? You know, I just get so many variations of that question. And I honestly, I've never had a question where I'm like, ugh, that's not normal at all. Pretty much any, I will, so let me backtrack. I will say that anytime someone asks, is a thought or a feeling normal? 99.9% of the time, the answer is yes, it's normal. When it comes to actions, that's when we get a little dicier. Um, But when it comes to thoughts and feelings, it's not really something we can control in terms of our thoughts and feelings. And breakups are so traumatic. They're so intense that they're going to bring out some pretty wild feelings and thoughts. So there's not a right way to do it. And the most important thing is for you to validate your own feelings. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, completely rooted in reality and just say like, okay, I recognize that I'm feeling this right now. And I can accept that I'm feeling this right now. Not that you want to feel that way for forever, but when you jump into judging your feelings, that's when they tend to become a lot bigger and last a lot longer. So is a thought or a feeling normal? Yes. The third question is, is it normal to dream about my ex? Yes. I still have dreams about exes that I haven't seen in 10 years. You know, it's not, it doesn't mean anything. It's like a lot of the time our dreams are a way of our brains to work through different things that are going on in in our life. So when you're going through a breakup, it's very all-encompassing. So of course your brain's going to try to work through those things when you're sleeping. So it doesn't mean anything. It's not a sign of anything that you're supposed to get back together or whatever we may try to interpret them as. So I would highly suggest that you don't put too much thought into them. Just remind yourself that you're, they're normal. Um, I do suggest that people journal before bed because sometimes we go to bed with unsettled thoughts. So journaling before bed is a really good tactic to try to clear that out. And then if you do end up having a dream about your ex, journal about it in the morning so that way it doesn't just stick with you all day. 
Okay, next. I have some of my ex's stuff or they have some of my stuff. How do I handle that? I think some I think sometimes we when we have like an ex's shirt or clothes or whatever that is, we get excited because we think it's an excuse to um to reach out to them. And it's not. So what I would say pretty much every instance of this is uh, to have a friend handle it. You have friends that are supportive of you, want to support you. And if there are things that were left unsettled, things, physical things that were left at the house, you say, hey, you know, for me, hey, Layla, can you please reach out to my ex and, you know, figure out when he can come get his stuff. And then Layla handles all of it. And maybe, you know, Layla does it when you're not home and she puts stuff out or she goes and drops it off. Ask your friends to help you with this stuff. And if they have some of your stuff, same thing. Layla, can you ask him to leave my stuff out on the porch and then she'll go get it and bring it to me? There is no need for you to be directly involved with that stuff. I do get some questions sometimes of like, my ex owes me money or something like that. So obviously I'm not saying to let go of things that are yours, but I think I think in the case of like money or something, you know, really monetarily valuable or even like sentimentally valuable, you you know, you can email, text, I would not call, but just say hey, please let me know when you're able to pay me back or whatever that is. However, there has to reach a certain point, you know, unless like you need to take it to court or something like that. But there needs to be a point where your personal serenity is worth more than whatever you're trying to get back. So if it's something that is just continuously weighing on you, they're not responding, they're not giving it back, at some point you do have to let go because your peace and your ability to heal and let go is worth a lot. It's worth a lot more than we give it credit for. So as much as you can, have friends handle it. And then at some point, you got to let it go. And if it's something that's, you know, not worth a lot or just, you know, if it's a t-shirt, there's no need. Just just give it to Goodwill. Just just toss it. It's, it's not worth like stirring anything up again. Okay, the famous should I reach out to my ex on their birthday? Short answer is no. And if uh, if you haven't already listened to the no contact rule episode, I think that's the episode it's in, you'll hear my whole story of when I wanted to reach out to my ex on my birthday and the advice that I got. But essentially, no, it's going to stir up feelings. You're not going to get the reaction that you want. And it's just it's just not necessary. You're not with that person anymore. I know you've I know we put a lot into, well, we've spent every single birthday together. It, you know, I should reach out. Just just don't. And if you, you know, if your ex's birthday was pretty soon after the breakup and you have already bought them something, return it. Get the money back and go buy yourself something nice. And treat yourself to something nice on their birthday if you're really struggling. But there's no need to reach out to your ex on their birthday, on Christmas, on Halloween, Easter, 4th of July. I I don't care what the holiday is. There's no need. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How much time to wait before dating again? So this is a very commonly asked question, and it's it doesn't have a definitive answer. So I, it's hard for me to put a number on this because it, it's going to vary. It's going to vary very greatly. <laughs> but the the rule of thumb that I suggest is if you are wanting to date to escape your feelings, if you're wanting to date because you feel so uncomfortable with this void left by the breakup – that you feel this desperation to fill it by dating someone else, you are not ready to date. You are not ready to date. That is when that that's when dating will throw off your entire healing is if you try to jump into it that way. However, on the other side, if you are dating, if you, you know, feel really good in your breakup, like you have a good support system, you have your self-care practices, you have your rituals, you've you've done a lot of the work you've done no contact, and you think, it would be nice to see what's out there, it'd be cool to meet some new people, then I'd say go for it with dating. And the reason I can't give a timeline, people might reach that point in, you know, three months, 
um, whereas someone else might take six to nine months to do that. So it's just really going to depend, but base it on your motive and and your feeling. So um, so yeah, so there's no direct timeline, but you know, you gotta be able to, to like listen to your gut. And if your gut's just telling you this is not a good idea, also if you start dating and you find there's no one good out there, every date's miserable, then then you're not ready to do it yet. Okay. And then speaking of dating, how is my ex already dating? That's a big one. So I have a full podcast episode on that that I would highly recommend you listen, in, you listen to. But the short answer for this, the rapid fire version of this is – the reason your ex is dating someone so soon has nothing to do with the quality of your relationship, has nothing to do with their f- previous feelings towards you. All it means is that they are healing and dealing with the breakup in the best way they know how to. And a lot of time people don't know how to deal with breakups very well, and they don't know how to deal with negative emotions very well. So their only coping skill that they know how to do is to get right into dating. So it's not personal. It just means that they're doing they're doing what makes sense to them. My dad would always say people are just doing what makes sense to them in their own head. So you cannot take it to mean that you didn't mean anything to them or that they were seeing this person before you guys broke up. Um, But as always, don't go into investigator mode with that. Do not look at the new person's social media. Don't look at your ex's social media. it's, It's going to hurt. I'm not trying to take away from the fact that it hurts to see that. All I'm telling you is you just can't take it personal and you can't make up stories about it that that you don't know to be true. How do I stop looking at my ex's social media? Again, I have a full episode on breakups and social media. But if you are someone that just every day you have this like compulsion to to go look at your ex's social media, the first thing I would recommend is to block them for sure. However, I know for some people, their ex's profile is public, so it's really easy for them to block and unblock and and look again. So if that's the case, what I recommend is to look, but then be really curious about it. Meaning after you look, take out your journal and write down how it made you feel. Because my guess is it did not make you feel very good. And then also write down how were you feeling before you looked? Were you feeling lonely? I mean, it could have literally been out of boredom. Were you feeling bored? Because if you can get to know how you, like your triggers that make you want to look, you'll be less likely to do it. And I think once you truly see how much it is hurting you, you will also be less likely to look. So for the next week, just journal anytime you want to look and then journal anytime after you look. And then my guess is you'll start becoming really aware of how much time it's taking up, how much emotional capacity it's taking up, and how much it's hurting you. How to stop thinking about my ex. It's really easy to slip into that, what are they doing? Who are they with? 
how's their job going? How's their family doing? I want, you know, it's just so easy to just think about your ex. And I think the reason we do this is because it takes us away from having to pay attention to how we're doing because we're typically not doing great after a breakup and it's it's a lot easier to place the attention on the ex and have to, you know, dig in and actually feel how we're feeling. So because of that, the best way to stop thinking about your ex when you are, and I think we can, you know, a thought here and there is completely natural and normal. What I'm talking about is when you start and then two hours later, you're just still in your head coming up with all these different scenarios about what's going on with them. So I'm talking about like obsessive rabbit hole thinking. So when you get into that, what I tell people to do is to bring it back to you. Meaning for me, I would ask myself, how is how is Kendra feeling right now? Like bringing it back to me. How is Kendra feeling right now? Is there anything that Kendra needs right now? Um, what do I want to do right now? Do I want to go on a walk? Do I want to take a bath? Do I want to watch a movie? But it's it's going to be a lot harder to continue to focus on your ex when you're actually bringing the attention back back to you. And this doesn't mean that you need to deep dive into your emotional wounds and trauma and triggers and abandonment stuff that's coming up. That's not what it means. It just means like we're going to bring it back to us because that's where your energy and and attention should be invested into. You're not going to heal your breakup by focusing on your ex. I can guarantee that with 100% certainty. That is not how you are going to heal. You're going to heal by paying attention to you and focusing back to you. Okay. And then the last question, how do I get back on track if I hear from my ex or if I slip and contact them? So let's say you've been doing no contact, you hear from your ex, you guys start talking, um, or you reach out to your ex and you guys start talking. Or maybe you reach out to them and they don't respond. But whatever that looks like, the first thing to remember is that you are not back at square one. I hear that all the time. I feel like I'm back at square one. That's not the case. I, I don't think square one exists in a breakup. There are setbacks, and for sure this is a, a setback, but don't don't put yourself so far back, like further back than you need to be. Because just because you slip on no contact doesn't mean that everything that you've done up to this point has just gone away. It, it hasn't gone away. So the first thing to remember is that just because you started a conversation doesn't mean that you have to finish it. You're under no obligation to, you know, talk to them for days on end or, you know, if you if you guys, you know, decide to meet up, it doesn't mean you have to go. You can stop it at any time. You are in full power of that. So I would say like end the conversation as quickly as possible and get right back into no contact and know that, yeah, feelings are going to come up. So turn to your journal. Um, I In my Detox Your Ex course, there's a whole lesson and a worksheet on what to do if you backtrack because at the end of the day, it's a really good learning lesson and it's a good opportunity to look at why did you reach out? Like what was what were you feeling before you reached out? How are you feeling afterwards? What can you do differently in the future? Everything we do in a breakup is a learning experience and that's why nothing 
you know, nothing goes in vain. Like no action that you take is wasted. It's all going to be a learning process in the end. So that concludes the rapid fire 10 questions. Uh, I would love to hear your guys' feedback on this episode to see if this is something that you would like me to keep doing because I get hundreds of questions every week. So this is an easy way for me to address those. And I will see you guys back here again next week with a new guest. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.